0: What's going on, everybody? We are back for another episode of Sit Down with Sniper. And this time we have another guest. This was back-to-back guest who have both been on here before. This time we have Kips. Kips, you might be the first person to touch the podcast, I think, the third time now. This is the, a 3 yeah. yeah, this is a three-peat now, uh, like the Chicago Bulls. But I'm glad to have you, man. I really wanted to just jump into... You as a person, you as an artist, what you do, you've been doing your abstract art. So we have a lot to talk about, a lot to chat about. But to start it off, of course, I want to ask, how have you been?
1: I've been all right. I've been good. I actually, I do many things, many jobs, but I have the month off from my consulting. So I've legit just been fucking watching TV and kicking it and making (laughs) art. And it's a pretty... It's a pretty dope, uh, dope thing when you when you can do it in a sh- for a short period of time.
0: <laughs> so, whenever you sit down and watch TV, what what is the first thing that you want to turn on? What is what does Kips like to watch? Like, are you a humor guy? Are you a romance guy? Like, what what do you like watching? Depends on the mood,
1: man. Like, I'll get into I'll get into some romance, you know, if I'm in the right right state of mind. But I, I watch <laughs> a lot of shit, and I I rewatch a lot of shit. So, like, series that are four to six seasons, like, all day. Like, I'll rewatch that shit all day. Okay.
0: So, let me know, what's your favorite show to binge watch? Or what was your favorite show to binge watch? Actually, what is your show that you've
1: rewatched the most? Uh, The Leftovers on HBO. What the hell is The Leftovers? Oh, God. Uh, so, like, quick plot synopsis, uh... Like, I can't remember what the exact number is, but like half the world fucking just blink and disappeared one day. Like, that's the first episode (laughs) is like just mad people just all of a sudden disappeared off the face of the earth. And then it flashes forward three years to how everybody that's left has like dealt with just people disappearing. Nobody can explain what happened. Everybody speculates on like why, but like just watching everybody's emotions in dealing with like losing a mother, a father, a son, a daughter a boss like it just happened instantly. So it's like this, everybody's got this shared experience of it happening but can't explain it and are expected to kind of just go on with life. And it's just this really weird I the first time I watched it, I was in a really weird state of mind. I was kind of depressed at the time and I for whatever reason like really related to the show and I've probably watched it there's three seasons. I've probably watched it 10 times. Something like that. Oh my but it's one of those shows that like I know
0: okay. it well enough I um, can just leave it on in the background. So Okay. Yeah, I mean I do feel like I have shows like that, like um Stranger Things or mm-hmm. The Office. There are definitely shows I could leave on in the background. I've seen them so many times, probably similar amount of times. Um The Leftovers though, I gotta be honest, I've never heard of that show in my life. Probably still won't watch it, but I will say that that is a pretty crazy synopsis. It's wild. Of a show to just blink of an eye You know what I'm saying, that's pretty wild uh, It does give a new meaning to the words The leftovers, immediately thought of food Of course <laughs> that's Again, um, I hadn't watched it when no. first came
1: out <laughs> Yeah, I was assuming it was some bullshit like that But it's actually a really, really deep, really good show But also, yeah, Office, Parks and Rec Shit like that I can watch A hundred times too
0: That's crazy You're gonna hate me, I love The Office, Parks and Rec
1: Sucks Really? Socks. What about community? Absolutely. You fuck with community? Absolutely.
0: I've never seen community. I've heard really good things uh, about it, though. Donald
1: Glover? Come on. You got Childish Gambino in there? You've never seen this? Quality show.
0: It's good I, show. I know. I know. He has, he has community. He has, what, Atlanta? Wasn't that the other good, one called yeah. Atlanta or Very something like that that he show.
1: did? Uh, he just did that new Mr. and Mrs. Smith reboot, which we just finished, my wife and I, last night. It's fucking excellent. He's an excellent actor in anything he's in. He just gives a, a hundred every time.
0: He is a good actor. He is a good actor. I'm going to have to check it out. All three of those. Honestly, um, I do want to, I do want to talk to you about some things that you've been doing. Um, you know, shout out to Brian Bringman and, uh, and his guy. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I forgot the second guy that does it with him. Is it Adam Tastic? Yeah. Adam Tastic. Who's the other guy that does that? That's what it is. You know? That's what it is. Um, shout out to him and Brinkman. They've been doing their it's like a a live show on Twitter. It's really cool. I think the premise of it is is extremely dope. And um big shout out to them. I think they were interviewing I don't want to butcher this name. Alamo or is it, Alimo? No, it was, Alamo? Who was it? Yeah, it was Alamo. Okay. It was Alamo. And he actually shouted you out. Um, you know, you've been doing this abstract art. And you've been killing it, man. I've been seeing you from the start of when you did it. And to see where you're at now, every time I see you post an auction, it gets kicked off. I've seen people going bidding wars over them. You make great art. So talk to me about the abstract stuff, man. I even think I see one behind you, maybe. But um, that is talk to me good. about it.
1: That is one of mine. Uh, so, yeah, I think I talked about this the second time that we chatted. Like wanting to, I've always kind of, you know, scribbled and doodled and fucked around like a lot of people do, like since I was a kid. And then for years, like, I think like a lot of people, you grow up and you're told like, all oh, that's for kids. And like, we just don't, we don't fucking doodle. We don't scribble. We don't create just to create. You know what I mean? You get stuck in jobs and life and whatever. And when I got back into the space, it was because I had started drawing again. And honestly, I got an iPad and just I was drawing booze, right? I was drawing little ghosts and shit. But like in in parallel at the same time, I was drawing, you know, little blobs and stuff like that that I used to draw back in the day and abstract line shapes and stuff like that just for fun and just to kind of screw around. And when I got through all the boo shit after two years of trying to mint it out and doing a bunch of different projects and stuff, I kind of just wanted to draw for drawing's sake. And I think people started to kind of vibe with the art. And I mentioned on the last time we talked, I think that like abstract art, I think is going to have a big come up in the space simply because like, you know, the screens that you put on the wall are going to become more affordable and more prevalent, and more homes. And as much as I love a lot of the artists in the space, like I don't see an X copy in somebody's living room. Right. Like maybe, maybe like a Miami penthouse, but like if you go to like a <laughs> suburb, and there's a, you know, 40-inch whatever screen on the wall. They're going to want something that blends with their with their style, something that they can kind of live with, like, 24-7. And I don't think glitch art or PFPs, obviously. Like, I don't want to see a bored ape on your wall. If you're over 24 years old and have a bored ape on your wall, yikes, you know what I mean? So I think there's going to be a moment for <laughs> abstract art and, like, stuff that you can kind of live with and... It isn't necessarily screaming at you all the time, but it just kind of exists. And I know for me, like I'm looking around my office right now. You know, I'm a huge F. FDOT fan. I've got something like 15 individual pieces from him and maybe like eight or nine are down here and the rest are like just around my house in different areas because they just I live with them and my family can live with them like they're just there and they evoke enough emotion when you look at them quick, but not enough to fucking distract you from just getting out the front door. Right so i think there's a huge opportunity for artists that just create fun cool dope art to to kind of wedge themselves into that space of hey this is and another thing is like it's on chain right so a lot of the stuff that i've done recently is fully on chain so that means like all the metadata all the fucking you know stuff that makes an anime all has to be stored on chain which is not cheap you know it costs a lot of money and gas fees and stuff like that to mint on chain so like you see me clear an auction for 0.25, like be excited, but know that I probably paid 0.1 just to mint it plus my time, plus, you know, whatever else. So it's, you know, an interesting thing, but I really do believe that there's a market for it. I think there's a place for it. And if nothing else, I get to draw really fun, cool shit every day. So win, win, right?
0: Hell yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely a win-win. Um, I just know that there's a 25 year old with a board ape on his wall out there right now,
1: trembling. <laughs> After what you said, I mean, maybe the um, right motif. Like I said, no, I definitely New York penthouse. Maybe like it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm trying to think of like John Q Public's living room. What they're going to be hanging on their wall mm. in ten years? You know, there's
0: there's not a single house living room age or scenario where I should walk into a house and see a board ape on someone's wall. It'll Y'all happen. can crucify me now, yeah. but <clears throat> I, I better I better never walk in there and see some laser eyes. Just you know, what I'm <laughs> I mean, hey. You no, know, I can't. I can't He's knock zero. you though. It's probably because I don't have a board Ape Right? Yeah. If we have, yeah, him, it's probably because I don't have well, an Ape So right. I would. You would. You would see him right behind me, and it would be on every single episode. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying." But it's all good. Um, with your abstract and stuff, uh, is there anyone that inspired you? I mean, I know you like F dot. Um, not to say that you're taking his style or nothing, but. Is there anyone that inspires you to do abstract, or was it just like you said, the 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 child thought to just to just doodle, man?
1: Yeah, I think when it got to things that I wanted to create, and trying to think about like like I start with a blank screen every day. Every day, I fucking draw something, and I always start with a white screen because it feels the most daunting, but also the most full of possibility. As, as corny as that sounds. And like when I just start drawing for drawing's sake, that's what I draw is a shape and then another shape and a line that connects the shapes. And like the bio for my project, uh, Kare's is just colors, shapes and abstract or colors and white space and shapes. Just exploring, you know, the relationship between all those things. And I think it's easy to relate to. Like, it doesn't matter what language you speak, where you're from, like, you know what colors Unless you're F dot or Jake Fried, who are both colorblind. I just learned that Jake Fried is also colorblind. Uh, so unless you're those two guys or somebody <laughs> that doesn't doesn't see colors the same, I think that colors are are a way that can transcend language and another kind of borders and stuff like that. So it just seemed like a, a simple thing that I like to do and that was relatable and and it's it's done all right. So Dude, I mean, yeah, they are colorblind.
0: Um, For those that don't know, they are definitely two amazing artists that happen to be colorblind. I really don't know how that works. Like, I've always been curious. I think Dodge talked about it, but, like, what he sees whenever he's making a mural or something versus, like, what the final product is, I've always wondered, like, how that process works for anyone that's colorblind, like, I think his was more... How you go about it.
1: Yeah, his was more saturation. So he can't see like really under-saturated colors. But you'll see him using a lot of bright like pops of blues and stuff like that. Those he can see, but he doesn't quite know what shade they are, maybe. So that makes, again, art really interesting. Because you're creating something and you really don't know how the other person's going to take it in. Whereas at least I know you're going to see some shade of this, right? I assume. Where he's got to just guess and hope that everything's kind of flowing together. So... But as far as inspirations, again, I I took art history in college and got into some impressionist stuff, and I've always been a Matisse fan and stuff like that. So, again, just those bold shapes and uses of color, I think, speak strongly to me.
0: No, I I love it, man. I actually love it. And um, now you got me wondering, like people like Jake Fried. I wonder if that's why, if
1: that's why he only uses whiteout. Usually, black and white. A talk last. Uh, that I listened to, and it was a uh, two-hour walkthrough of all the pieces he's done in the last, like, 10 years. So they set up a gallery where you could all, like, an on-cyber gallery, you could walk through, and he was narrating, basically, all the different pieces, what went into them, and he mentioned that. Like, there's a reason he creates in black and white, because that's kind of how he sees most things. And he said, like, the pieces where he does use color have been some of his most popular, which is interesting, because, like, you know, people do relate to that kind of color stuff, but, but I think for him, it's almost... The most pure form of expression because there's you can't rely on a color to do the talking for you. You've got to rely on just pure detail and things like that to kind of shine through, which he does a amazing job of.
0: Yeah, Jake. Also, uh, I'm very familiar with Jake's pieces. I'm I'm gonna have to message him and like talk to him more about that. But there's all his color pieces. He don't use bright colors. He they're usually like really full. Darker colors, if that makes. Well, he's, like, done yeah, he's done some dark yellows and browns. he's done some Blues, mm-hmm.
1: but he does have some bright. Yeah, purple. it's really odd. It's
0: it's it's. I, I want to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to reach out to him. So, you know, you also have your the booze crew, which is something that has been going for a, a while with you. Yes, you you have your abstract art, but talk to me about about booze. What? are your thoughts on those now that you're here? I mean, I guess using hindsight, what what has all that been like for you? Is there anything that you really wanted to do with them going forward? I know that in this space, it's very hard because like people really expect you to spend every waking second to benefit them. I hate to be so brash and harsh about it, but Uh, in the reality of things, uh, we're all human. We all have our own lives and things happen, things change. And in this space, we even talked about it. You have to know how to pivot, what to pivot to and things. So just talk to me about, you know, what's up with Boost Crew, what you might have planned or just like what you see it as
1: now. So it started in October of 2021. So it's been... It's been a few years since since the first boo hit the blockchain. Uh, and it took a year and a half, almost two years, to mint out the generative collection. There was the Genesis collection. And then I've done one, two, three, four collections after that is like free mints or cheap mints to kinda help build up community and stuff like that. And the original goal was to just build a fun community, which I accomplished pretty quickly, I think. Um and the testament to that is that, like, we still have one of the more active chats, I think, probably on Twitter, which you're in, but you just creep on like a fucking creeper. Uh, but, you know, everybody's still there. They're positive. I've never seen any talk about the floor or anything like that. Maybe it happens in a chat I'm not part of. But <laughs> for the most part, like, I don't see the standard stuff that projects get hit with you know like oh like when this when that like because i've continued like every six months to drop something you know and that's always just going to be fun art there's no tokens there's no fucking cartoon in the works yet you know there's nothing like that going on but that's not to say that i don't think about it all the time and for the last couple of years like it really was my life like i wake up every day like I wonder if I'm providing enough value to these, you know, I'm like, you just got to be like, what the fuck am I even like? No, I never promised anything. Like it was always about just drawing fun shit. The community vibes with that. They've never complained. Like, why am I overthinking it? But it took me like two years to be able to want to, or be able to try something else without feeling like somebody was just going to be like, Oh, I can't believe you're, you're moving on from this. Like I've never moved on. I'll never move on. It's always, it's boo. It's me. Like I'm boo. Like we've talked about that on space before. Like it's me. So, like, it's not going anywhere, but it's also not something that drives me 24-7. Like, I think we talked before we started, like, in another few weeks, like, I'll feel like drawing ghosts again. And I'll stop drawing abstract art for three weeks, and I'll fucking hunker into just drawing ghosts and ghost traits for, like, three weeks for no reason. And then I'll probably drop it as a free man. Like, I'm not trying to make money off of it. I just like having a fun community that's... That stuck around through the bear and the bull and, and all the bullshit in between. So it's, it's a way to, to curate a community and get some fun people in your corner. And I think, I think for that purpose, it definitely served what it was supposed to do. Uh, I don't know. I love the little ghost. I think a lot of people love the little ghost. So they'll, there'll be more booze. at I love him. some point. I love them, man. And,
0: that's why I wanted to talk on it, because I think, um, you know, in this space, a lot of people do things and your intentions were always the greatest and they still are. And but that's the major thing is that you never you didn't promise nothing like a board or a cool cats. And not that they didn't follow through on their promises. It's just the fact that you were like a one guy team drawing some stuff because you liked it. You wanted to have fun, build a community. And you did that. I think. Honestly, if you even if you wanted to quit, boo, like Boo's crew or whatever, I would say the the, the mission was completed. You mm-hmm. you did what you set out to do. I don't think there's really much more
1: that you can do. Um, the thing is, like, the market ain't like without having to put your own money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, nobody's doing ten k PFP projects anymore. So I think for the size of our community and what we've done, like, it's fine. But also, it's never going to yeah. go away because it doesn't have to. Like, it doesn't need to be anything. So like every couple of days, I'll think of a funny tweet and tweet it from there. Or maybe I won't, you know, or maybe I'll post a gif every couple of days or, (laughs) you know, but for the last, well, almost two years, I've hosted a weekly space, you know, David and I, every Wednesday host art chat with booze crew and we interview a different artist. We're on episode 63, I think on Monday and we're interviewing FDOT on Monday So like we've, you know, we've come from interviewing a bunch of photographers and shits and all all of a sudden, like we're interviewing, uh, two weeks ago we did, uh, Dana oatmeal, Grant Yoon's fiance, who's a great illustrator. Uh, we've done a ton of photographers. We did, uh, Alex Mack, who's a great photographer last week. We've got F dot this week. So, you know, it's, it doesn't go anywhere. It's always there. And again, once a week we host a space, show me one other project for a year and a half that's hosted a space every single week. And I would be shocked. So there's, you know, it's, it's done that it's spun Damn. off into a space into a bunch of different projects into, I think a lot of people in the chat have done their own little projects that we've supported. So there's a lot of, a lot of positivity, a lot of good things.
0: No, yeah, I mean, you mentioned some great things and um, for those listening, I definitely, this is where I say, I definitely encourage you to go follow Kips on Twitter so you can see what he's uh, talking about as far as like his his weekly spaces with David uh, and those that don't know David, don't worry. Next week, he will be coming on the podcast. So you'll be learning more about David soon as well. I'm sure we'll talk to him about the chats that he's been doing with Kips uh, a little further in detail. But that's crazy because I knew that you were doing them. I knew that you've been active with them. I I have not known the level of, like, guest that you have been bringing in. That's crazy. Grant Yoon's yeah. fiance.
1: Um, That's all David, too. Like, i right. credit where it's due. Like, I get to show up high on a Wednesday afternoon eating fucking fruit snacks, and I ask, like, five questions, and he does all the scheduling and, like, asks, you know, the first 45 minutes of the interview, and I kind of just slide in and tell some stupid jokes and, and try to have <laughs> fun. But he, he's a workhorse. He's done a lot. So we love David. He is.
0: He is. No, for sure. We definitely love David. He is a workhorse. And um, yeah, ever since I've known him, he, he, he definitely goes hard. And I think he just wants to show people that, like, you know, he can hold his own in, in the space too. And the fact that, you know, F. Dot, I know you're a big collector. Um, F. Dot was one of the maybe season one of, of this podcast. It's been a couple of years since he's come on. I'll have to call him soon and be like, yo, please come back. Um, but I'm a huge F fan as well. You know that, so it'll be really interesting to see y'all do that episode. And I think y'all will continue to. You got to get Brinkman on there.
1: Yeah, I need to well, tap in. Everybody's and, hosting their own spaces now, so it's kind of hard to find guests because like they're hosting something or they're already committed to whatever. But I think David's got us booked for like the next couple of months. Okay. <laughs> just to test Damn. like how how involved and committed he is to to doing the space. And like I say, I just get to. Damn, to slide in and bullshit for a little bit, which is fucking awesome. So again, shout out. Shout out, David. We love David.
0: That's cool. And you know, you've been telling me that I should do a little weekly
1: spaces. I don't know about about that. We don't have to talk web 3. We could talk sneakers. We could talk fucking Pokemon. I don't give a shit what you talk about. For Okay. I'll
0: I'll consider that.
1: I'll consider that. I'll
0: think about that.
1: Yeah, Fridays, Tuesdays. You pick a day. I'll fucking close the space with you about whatever the hell you want. I'm down.
0: I think it would. I think it would benefit everyone. Um, yeah, I've been trying to think of, of ways that I could, you know, spread the word. Uh-huh. You can be plugging the podcast. So, you, you can know, be I'm talking good.
1: about whatever you want to be talking about. But again, it gets people used to your voice. Gets people used to. Oh shit, this guy's got more than this cool cat going on, right? So, I'm down. You're right. You're You're right.
0: You're on to something. You're on to something. It's like you're almost a professional at this, like, helping console people. I don't know. It's just something about you, man.
1: Almost. I'm I'm almost. Just a little bit. Yeah. That's the bulk of what I I do is is help other companies, man. So, treat yourself like a brand. Yeah. I
0: mean, is that something? Are you allowed to
1: talk on that?
0: Like. You're a consultant, it sounds like. Um, you don't have to say who you consult for or who you have consulted for. But like, yeah, so is, I don't know that many people know that that's what the great Kips does behind the scenes when he's not making little cute ghost and abstract art.
1: Oh, I do a lot of things, buddy. Or maybe always, they do. I've always had to have multiple jobs because I think maybe it's my ADHD or maybe just personality thing but like i've always had at least two jobs if not three or four or more and again a job to me is something where i've got to completely wear a different hat and do something completely different than the thing before and so yeah the consulting is it's been the last uh 15 20 years Uh, you know in one way shape or form like helping companies with websites and stuff like that and then it kind of just grew from there and I became part of an agency maybe seven years ago. And that's been great because the worst thing about my job is having to like pitch myself. Like, I hate having to, this is what I do. This is why you should hire me. This is how much you should pay me. Like, I hate that bullshit. I just want to do the work. Right. So, joining this agency took me out of that side of it. Like, the agency knew my value, they knew how to pitch it, they knew how to sell it. And we've worked with just massive clients that I have no business working with them you know on my own. You know things from huge food companies that you one hundred percent have in your house right now to pet food and supplements, and you know, just companies that kind of run the whole gamut. Uh, a lot of d 2 c stuff during COVID because that was obviously huge. So just helping companies in different different marketing capacities. So it started with websites and stuff, and now more of a, growth consultant so we come into companies that are kind of already established and growing and we help them grow faster and quicker and cheaper so it's been uh it's interesting and it keeps me Mm entertained because i'm always kind of jumping from one project to the next one company to the next so one week it's makeup the next week like i said it's pet food and so you have to learn about an industry you've got to know enough about it to make recommendations but also I value being an outsider to most of these industries because I can give them a perspective that a lot of people, you know, that are around them in the company wouldn't be able to because I have that outsider's perspective, but also a little bit of inside knowledge. So it's, it's fun. But like, that's what I did for too long. And it got me away from like making stuff for myself. So that's kind of why I got back into the space.
0: Well, damn, Kips. Um, <clears throat> first off, greatly appreciate you sharing that. Um, I know that's more a little bit into your personal life. So thank you very much for at least giving us a little inside look. I don't know how often you talk about that. Um, I know in the space, people more or less like anonymity, um, for, for various reasons. But, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, For me, I see a lot of people and I'm just like, damn, I wonder how they're able to do this. Or, yeah, I see them as an artist, but what else do they do out here? I guess that's just me being nosy. Maybe I should mind my business. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, this, that, and the third. But, um, no, it's just real cool. And I know that, honestly, everything that I've seen you do, whether it's been your work at home or just like... Web three or as an artist, you always put one hundred and ten percent into it, so I'm guessing that's why you've been able to do your job for fifteen to twenty years and have success with it uh, you're you're very good at what you do, regardless of what it is, so I will pump your head up a little bit there um, even though you're a piece of work I'll give you that oh no yeah already, uh, but already, what do you <laughs> what do you want from all of this like I know that it sounds cliche or it sounds whatever, but I don't take you as someone that's in the space for money. It oh, legit seems oh, like I'm you're here just to, here, uh, to a- here to
1: have a. I'm here to rug the <laughs> space. I need all that. ETH. No, it's <laughs> I think I came to the space, you know, for money, like most people. Like you see, you know, yeah, thousands of fucking dollars flowing around. And you're like, "Ooh, I want a little bit of that. But like I don't have a choice anymore. Like I wake up and I want to just draw shit. And this is a place where that's accepted as a thing that normal people do. Whereas in in, in the real world, most people will be like, What the fuck are you doing? Like put the markers away and do something yeah. real or you know, like shut your computer down or whatever. And here, like the more you create, the more people are like, Oh shit, he's still showing up and oh shit, he's still, you know, making stuff and it's appreciated. So finding a place that appreciates me making dumb shit every day is is a place I want to be. No, oh,
0: agreed. That's uh that's one thing I have learned that even things have come and gone over the past three, four years. But uh once again, as cliche as it sounds, I'm very happy with the people that I've met, the friendship the friendships that I've made along the way. The people that I'm still friends with, you know, people have come and gone. But it's been really cool. And and because of this space, I've got to do things that who knows? I might've never done before. You know, I got to go to LA and hang out with friends and, and see stuff. I might've never been able to do that, you know? So, um, but Kips, you know, we've talked what this third time now, like we said, what I'm, you'll be on again, I'm sure we'll have a fourth, fifth and sixth and seventh, mm-hmm. but, What is coming up for you? What do you have planned? If anything, I know that you're more of a just go with the flow. Like you said, you might in three months, you might just start drawing ghost traits again. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you might have planned, though, or anything that you're wanting to do in 2024?
1: I do. So I've been, you know, continuing to do abstract work and on-chain pieces kind of just whenever they strike me. And I'll keep doing that. But I've got an idea for a medium-sized project, which I dropped a medium-sized project at the start of this year, uh, Quatres, and it went very well. Um, It's a project that I worked on for over a year. I hand-drew a bunch of illustrations, and I plugged them into a generator and custom-generated different grids of those illustrations, basically, with different color palettes, different rotations to them. Ended up doing... 444 or something like that like some small number that was big enough that there was you know some volume to it but not huge and it sold out in a day which was fucking awesome uh it's done 10 eth and secondary volume which i've never had a collection that's done secondary volume and when i see those numbers that means that like early supporters made money off of me which is pretty dope uh You know, like it was like a $10 mint or something like that. And I think there was at least a couple of sales that were like 0.5 ETH, 0.4 ETH, like, you know, on the secondary. Uh, So very cool to see people, you know, early supporters and probably some random bots and strangers make some money. Uh, But like also my art is in, you know, that many hundred new wallets, which is kind of like an amazing thing to me, which gives me a little bit more reach when I want to do something a little bit more cachet because of the collectors that ended up grabbing it. Like uh, seed phrase grabbed a handful, uh, fungible grabbed a handful. Like there was like some major collectors. I think like the Medici emerging collection grabbed a couple, like, so like I'm on the radar now of people that maybe I wasn't before. So like, I feel like there's an opportunity there to have a little bit wider audience that appreciates me for the art. Doesn't necessarily know me from the ghosts. Um, but yeah, I have another one of those type of projects where I've drawn a bunch more unique illustrations and I've turned them into a font. So like I can make pieces by just typing on my keyboard. So like words can make different pieces. And so like there's a million different ideas flowing around, but like I knew the basics of it was like draw a font, make a font, make you know, however many characters, numbers, letters, and be able to do some cool shit with it. So I'm trying to work with a buddy of mine to do some of the heavy lifting when it comes to the code. Because even though I code for a living, like, it's not something I want to do with my art. Like, I like keeping the two very separate. Like, art is for me to be (laughs) creative and expand, and code is, like, my job. So uh, Buzzy, a buddy of ours, once he finishes up with another huge project he's got on his plate, I'm going to try to tap him to maybe give me a hand with doing something like this. But again, it's not going to be I'm not making millions of dollars. It's not the next Fidenza. It's not the next whatever. But it's a way for me to be creative, to put my stuff out there, and just keep on making cool shit. Which is again the, the name of the game for me right now.
0: Well, well, it's not the next Fidenza with that mindset, brother. It's
1: not the we next. Can, the hey. I'm not setting it up to be the next. I hope it is. I hope it takes off like Gangbusters. But like that's <laughs> the fact is, I'm not here. to <laughs> be it ends I'm here to just draw a bunch of shit and have people enjoy it
0: so right no I totally get that and I think it'll be super cool anytime you make something from Nakamigo what what was it hold on I don't want to mispronounce it because it was Nakamigo's
1: but you made (laughs) I made Nagomaki's NGMI they were all crying yeah fun collections see so I've done like so much shit in the last four years that, like, I'll forget about projects like that. But that was, again, a free mint that I dropped for no other reason than it was just funny to me. So, and that was, like, thousands. That was, like, 4,000 things, and it minted out in, like, hours, I think. So, wild. The space can be wild sometimes. Never when you want it to be. Like, never when I'm trying to sell a project. But when you do a free mint like that, it uh, it does okay sometimes, and that's fun. No,
0: nah, it's, it's been a lot of fun in this space over the last couple years um from the group chat to just the the little mints that we do from i even have a genesis boost crew i have the others boost crew i mean i've i've been around kips for a while you guys need to just kick back and just some learn a couple things from this guy i'm yeah. i'm dude i'm trying to tell you man i got the custom boost crew like they don't even yo i'm even in the scene like there's a scene where there's a man y'all don't even understand oh y'all God, y'all man. really have a lot to learn
1: yeah, yeah, I still don't love that you got a <laughs> I'm trying of, to tell you. Uh, Nyan cat and I didn't I still think that's fucked up
0: <laughs> I, I will just know I had to be on the brink of death to get that yeah. uh, I was in a, a hospital death. bed so get run over by a truck and be like Chris
1: please <laughs> Chris please it's the only thing like, I <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Chris, the doctor said I can't live unless I get a ah, custom. Oh,
1: I love this so, stuff. But a to for everything.
0: Oh, dude, he Chris is is absolutely amazing. For those that don't know, definitely shout out PR Guitarman uh, Chris Torres. Same guy, uh, but wanna wanna definitely call him every name that he has because he is super great obviously the creator of the Neon Cat, but uh, he has been supportive of the podcast. He's a very supportive guy of very many people. Very great guy. Um, have nothing but love and respect for him. So uh, yeah, if you don't know who he is, you should know who he is and uh, go support him. But Kips, we've been kicking it for uh, almost 40 minutes. I'm not going to lie. I was just recording with Jeremy Fisher yesterday. So to the people listening in, although... They, these episodes were recorded back-to-back days. Obviously, they're not going to be released, so there will probably be a week in between the episodes. The reason why I say this is because last episode, I told you all, hey, don't worry. Next episode, I'm going to have the five questions ready for you. Well, that was yesterday, and Kipps texted me today and was like, yo, man, we still have that episode today, right? And I was like, Damn you're right, we do. So I had to hurry up of the computer. Long story short, I don't have the five questions for you. But they'll be here eventually. Who knows? They'll be, they'll be here eventually. Kips, I will say, this is a time where you can say whatever you want. If there's anything you wanted me to ask you that I didn't uh, or anything I didn't give you the opportunity to speak on, uh, by all means, please uh, say whatever you'd like
1: to uh no i think we covered we covered some shit uh we caught up on some shit what are you what are you looking at uh, sneaker wise these days what's what's on your radar for twenty twenty
0: four nothing man there there's really nothing i the i'm a big air jordan one fan mm. so as long as it's a nice color air jordan one i would like to think that uh that would be what i would be picking up Right now, funds aren't shoe ready, mm-hmm. but we're working on getting there. And whenever we do, I'm sure you'll see a lot of Jordan's New Balance. I'm more of a comfort guy nowadays, yeah, so I, I've been really big in the world. New Balance.
1: What were the green and yellows you posted a few days ago? What were those?
0: Those were Asics. Those that was the Asics Marvel collab. So Ooh. that was the Rogue. Those are tight colorway. They were. Though ASIC uh, gel lights are very, very, very comfortable. I highly suggest those. The only thing about those is, funny enough, uh, they... Now, now, people listening won't be able to see this, but I'm on video with Kips. They don't have a
1: tongue. What? It's like an yeah. inner... They got like an inner lip.
0: Alright. Yeah, it's like a inner. Yeah, there's no tongue. Oh, that's fucking there's weird. no tongue on them at all. They still tight though. So they're still tight. Yeah, they're they're cool. For those that don't know, they're just Joe Light Threes, uh, green and yellow from the Marvel Kith Ace collab. But um, yeah, man, uh not doing much. I will ask you this before you go. If I gave you a million dollars tomorrow. And I said, "You can't buy any art. What would you spend it on?"
1: I can't buy any art. Like, what's what's art though? Are cars art? Like you?
0: No, nah, you can buy. You can't buy like any.
1: I could go wild on some cars. Any art from artists. All right. Yeah, no. Yeah, you
0: could go wild on honestly, yeah, you can go wild on cars, just nothing that you're hanging up in your room. Like you can't bring it back to web three and support the artist here. Like you have to go buy things out like, you know, around the house or for the kids or something like that. What would you buy? Yeah, What's some things them that kids. you've been wanting?
1: No, nah, yeah, fuck them kids. I'm getting some cars. Yeah, fuck uh, them kids. Yeah, no, I would if I had a million dollars, oof. I could get some shit, man. Because I'm not like, I don't need a Lambo, right? Like, I'm very contented with, like, oh, uh, like I could get, if I had a mill, I could get 15 to 20 cars that I would love, like, straight up. Like, I can get myself a nice little Lexus. I can get myself a nice little Jag. I can get myself, and like, I would just have, yeah, a garage that I could keep. Maybe tw- 20 cars is too many. I would get 10 cars and a garage to put them in the mill. That's that's where we're going. Do you and know how many
0: to- strawberry Uncrustables that is?
1: <laughs> I could buy some wild shit, but I think I think. Did you say there was a time limit? Like I got to spend it in a day or something. I think cars would be my quickest way to to just you know get rid of that money real quick, like and be happy with the results. I fucking love cars. Okay. I really okay. don't even drive anymore, but I fucking okay. just love love cars. i I'm, at, I'm probably.
0: The the least car guy kind of guy that there is, mm-hmm. don't know why, but like I said, I'd probably buy a lot of Uncrustables, strawberry <laughs> Uncrustables.
1: Um, I would go mm-hmm. golfing a lot. Um, yeah, I should golf. I, wanna, I really should golf this year. You should remind me to golf this year. You're because, not ready for that lifestyle. I live on a golf course. And I don't golf. Like, like, what the fuck am I doing? Right? I'm pretty jealous of you then. It's like right out my back door. Like, if these doors were open right now, right in front of me, there would be a... I see the clubhouse, like, from my backyard. And I still have not played since we moved here. It's the first job, by yes. the way. That's a fascinating little fact. First job I ever had over there was shining shoes at this golf course. Because I grew up near here. And now I live at this golf course. Mwahaha.
0: That's, that's you laugh. live the life that many of us want. You live the life that many of us want. I will say huzzah. that. Um, hu- huzzah! Um, now you got me thinking of Arrested Development. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. Also, if if nobody's ever seen that show, please go check it out. Um, Kips, we've been fucking around for about 42 minutes, man. Um, it's been a blast with you. For some reason, my network is struggling, so that's probably signaling me that we got to get up out of here. Um, any, any final words, though? Just any
1: couple of kind words that you'd like to say to the listeners before we head out of here? Ooh, kind words. No. I'll say some shitty words, though. <laughs> if you got David next, tell him I was talking bad <laughs> shit about him. Tell, him. tell him it was just like the whole recording was just me bashing him. Germany <laughs> too. Tom Germany, we have to listen to both episodes. I got you,
0: and you know what? He'll probably actually go back and listen to both of them. So, oh, of course, will. I will be yeah. using that against him. <laughs> but no, it's on a serious note. I thank you so much, Kips, for coming on and continuing to support and just rocking with me, and um, just helping overall. Man, it was super cool to learn more about you, about who you are overall, and much more than just booze crew. So, um, yeah, man, it's been a blast. Thank you so much from me to you. And for those listening, I just want to say, go follow Kips on social media. If you're not going to follow him, at least go check out his work. Go see what he does. He's a very funny guy. Uh, And, uh, yeah, he has a really good community around him. I love the booze crew and the booze chat. So I will be seeing y'all next week whenever we talk to David. Um, And, yeah, love y'all so much. I appreciate everything. And peace out, everybody.